Hey friends, it's Chris. Welcome to the Elskavon Podcast and Happy New Year to you and yours. I know for so many people, it's it's good riddance to 2020 and understandably so. But uh, I also hope you, in the midst of the chaos of 2020, you had some really good times as well, be it with family or new hobbies or making music or maybe just catching up on sleep. For me personally, one of the highlights of 2020 was releasing an Elskavan album with my friend John Hayes. It's called Du Nord, and we released it with Western Vinyl on November 20th. And that is what we are looking at today in this episode. In the past, I've dissected just one song uh, with each new episode here. Uh, This one's a bit different. John and I jumped on Zoom and we went back and walked through the entire album together. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for your support for my music and with the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this one. Here we go. All right, John, how's it going? It's going pretty good, sir. What's going on with you? Not much. I think we've, we, we sort of figured out this um, Zoom logic audio technology situation sort of kind of piecing it together like <laughs> of 2020 yeah just doing True. what we can yes i always think i'm pretty good with audio routing and stuff like that until i have to do something over the internet like live streaming audio or this and i just it's Man, a struggle you're, you're better at it than i am so <laughs> Uh, I have no clue with the streaming audio type stuff. <laughs> it's a struggle. Uh, so, Du Nord, our album. Mm-hmm. It's been out a couple of weeks now. Yeah, well, it was been like coming up on two weeks almost. Yes. Uh, and I've got... So what I did here is I'm sharing the <clears throat> sharing my screen with John here, and I've got all our stems from the whole album that we're going to look at. So normally in past episodes, I've kind of taken one song of mine and really dug into, I pulled up the session and dug into the everything behind it with the writing and the production decisions with plugins, um, you know, all sorts of different parts and everything. So we're sort of going to do that here with our songs. Uh, it's a little different in that um, we're probably not going to spend as much time on the minute details of the production, but um, we're going to just kind of talk through the album and I've, I can play individual stems here. And if we, if we go off on a rabbit trail, then but Hey, Chris, hold so on. be it. My thing stopped recording. We sort of figured out this um, zoom logic. Audio. Ah. First, we're looking at Vermilion, which is our, I don't know what you'd call it. It's definitely our most out-of-the-box track yeah. as far as style or genre or whatever. Uh, yeah, it kind of kicks off the album, too. Kind of maybe um, just sets a tone of a little little out-there-ness right off the beginning. Right. I remember, I mean, this was one of the tracks. This was one of the later tracks on the album that we, at least that we finished up right mm-hmm. yeah yep this is i think gotta be last or second to last track i think that we that we did and i think we were i remember when we were even like demoing this song we were like on any demos that we we're putting together we were like we have to have this one first yeah Let's grab the tension <laughs> totally yeah i mean it is so different than everything else or at least it ended up I mean, instrumentation-wise, it's not that different, but just the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. I, I hate to say dancey, but it's got, you know, four-on-the-floor kick, 
going uh, through most of it. And then just tons and tons of layers of like plucks. So it's still like mostly kind of an organic, natural instrumentation sound, yeah. I guess, but just kind of it's everything nice. together. So I got the stems yeah. here. I'm going to, what's interesting? I got, oh, so it starts with these piano plucks. I'll play a couple here, solo these. Which, this sort of thing was a theme throughout where, I think we did that here, where we're like holding the string in your piano. Is that right? Yeah, the muted plucks, yeah. Which is... That became a signature of Do Nord, I feel like. Was it just me? Maybe I was just obsessed with it and kept telling you to do that. (laughs) But like... Yeah, well, we had been... I think I had been doing that on a couple other tracks of mine just like messing around yeah. with doing stuff like that and um i remember i think i saw like um hanya rani did it in one of her music videos sure. and she's doing like a muted pluck thing and i thought that was so cool how they'd like turn it into kind of a more textured yeah um, yeah it's such a great sound i'm obsessed with it i feel yeah. like we probably did that on at least four, five, maybe even half the album. I don't know. Probably yeah, it's, it's sprinkled all over the place. It's just like a organic element throughout the album. Yeah, yeah. So steady plucks we had going with the piano. Several layers of it looks like. Um, yeah, and then I'm looking at here. What's another? Here's another. So this is not piano plucks but it's uh, your piano but we like resampled it basically i remember we i kind of went in and you can kind of hear that's obviously not you just sitting down playing that part but you played something higher up on the on the keys like that and then we kind of resampled it and put it in throughout so just a steady rhythm basically Mm -hmm. it's almost like a hi-hat element that was kind of the idea behind that too is i took the um, usually I play with the felt on in my piano just to so it's not so loud here in my apartment but for that just on the higher register I stripped off the um, stripped off the uh, um, the, the felt for that and just kind of did a little rhythmic thing on the, on the high end and I feel like a lot of stuff I mean I feel like there's so much like there's a lot of little, just like little elements like that that are in there that, yeah, it's like not really a standout part of it, but when they're all put together, it's kind of right. That's what makes if, it. If you could see the logic session right now that John and I are looking at, it's of all the songs, Vermilion by far has the most stems. We've got like uh, close to twenty here, which is probably even more tracks than that in the in the session itself, but. Um, yeah, when I stem like... stuff out, I combine some things here and there. But um, let's talk about the percussion because I feel like the mm-hmm. percussion is what kind of led us led the whole direction of the song, or at least the initial ideas of it. Kind of, yep. Don't you think? For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll just play some layers here. So we've got, <laughs> and some of these I named. So I named the stems obviously when I print them, but um, <laughs> I don't always remember exactly what it was. Like this is called earth percussion which i think these were samples from i'll play it here but i think these were actually samples that i recorded up in duluth when i went up there with a friend and just took a zoom field recorder and just took a bunch of samples and then we heard a bunch of recordings by the lake superior up there um and we just kind of placed them in yeah so we have some samples uh or like uh, loops that we created for the song, but then we did some live recording in the studio of percussion as well. Yeah, well, there's like, um, weren't we like slapping, just like slapping our legs yes. at one point? Yes, where's my, I have that stem. What did I call it? Uh, lap percussion. Yeah. There it is. So that, well, this one at least, we were just like, <laughs> scraping something on 
clothing, I think, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, just hitting ourselves. <laughs> uh, but it's funny, when it's all stacked for... together, that's kind of the... Um, I feel like it's kind of what ties the whole rhythm together, almost, at least in my mind. Yeah, and then here's some percussion, wood percussion layers. So this was just... If you remember, I we went out to my garage and like grabbed random pieces of wood that I had lying around. Mm -hmm. I've done this for a handful. If you list, if any, whoever listened to my last episode, <laughs> I did the same thing on that track. So it's been kind of uh, uh, a thing for me lately. But I just love the variety you get with different types of wood, and then even just like hitting it with a drumstick up and down, like gives you different timbres and tones and whatnot. So we just layered so much of these this together, just using... So like there you can hear this layer, I think was probably used using the mallets rather than an actual drumstick. Yeah. yeah. So many layers, lots of processing on this one. We, we, we had some melodic elements too. We have like come, kind of some subtle hooks, as, if, if you will. Melodic hooks throughout. Yeah, if the those cello melodies and the crazy yeah. violins that come in are yeah, I'm gonna... kind of the main melodic elements that carry it throughout. Which yep. I think that's what we were missing for the longest time when we were putting this together. Is we had this really cool rhythm and we had all that stuff, but we we're like, how do we get it all together? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what we need some kind of melodic element to it and. Yeah, the um yeah, the cellos and the violin plucks they really really did that. Yeah. So this is just the cello I'm playing. So it's definitely like a a, a blend of this is my friend Alex uh Berglund on strings. And then obviously we processed it with some delays and reverbs here and there, but he, uh, he did a great blend of like rhythmic elements but then hinted on, yeah, on some melodic parts as well. Um, here's a cello. Correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. When you sent this stuff to Alex, we didn't really have like. A, I mean, he is amazing with stuff that he would just come up with and direction. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I think on we had him on three songs, I think, and yeah. uh, he's amazing on all of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember giving him too much direction on any of it. He just kind of like, I've worked with him. I mean, we used to work at the same place full time together. And so we really kind of got to know each other's styles and like, um, yeah, he, he, he kind of just gets it when I send him something. He kind of gets what we're going for. I'll maybe give him a little tidbit of direction, but yeah, not much of this. He just yeah. did several layers. Really good. Killer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, there's so many layers to it, but that kind of like sums up stuff like this. We like, uh, like this one, you're hearing that melody that kind of repeats or that motif or whatever you would want to call it. This one is like a dirty Wurlitzer, totally distorted, totally crushed. So on its own, like it's a mess. But, you know, you blend it in the mix. It's mixed with that cello playing this. Piano is probably playing this at some point. And, uh... Yeah, that's the thing, I think, with this song. More than more than most of the other ones is... All the elements together complement each other. So, I mean, I guess that was kind of a theme of the album, too, is there is... Usually every little piece kind of had its, you know there's really a direction for every every element of yeah they all complement each other which i think was kind of our goal yeah but i think this this song more than a lot of than most i think really kind of accentuates that idea totally i'm trying to remember did you play the bass it's just like a sub bass i can't remember what no, we, I think that we, we did that just in your studio we were coming up with like a bass line yeah i can't remember what Maybe you were playing it. I was just messing with the mod wheel or something. But that like wobble at the end of the, some of the phrases. I don't yeah. remember if it was if it was an analog synth or soft synth. It wasn't or any of mine. It wasn't any of my synths. Okay. 
I think we played this in at your at your studio. Um, yeah, most of this we recorded at my place, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So that's Vermilion. I mean, definitely glad we started the album with this. And I think that is is funny. I think once we finished that song too, is when we started getting really excited about the album. Yeah. We were like, oh man, we might have something here. <laughs> yeah, once yeah. we finished off, once we got that song, we were like, we started getting really stoked about it. Man, we might have something here. Three. <laughs> Definitely not in sync. All right, I task a number two. This I'd have to say, if I had to pick one, this is my favorite off the album. You're saying it's probably one of the simplest songs on the album as well. Um, at least from an idea standpoint, it's just a pretty much just a chord, one chord progression that yeah. just repeats. Yeah, just four times through of an A section, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't change. I I always, yeah, that's interesting because I always, like, internally, I feel like I always have to, like, every song has to have a B section and a C section Mm -hmm. or at least a uh, voice, chorus, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. But it's like, no, not always. It's actually, like, more of a challenge to make an A-A-A-A song interesting, you know? interesting, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something to that. If you have something that can, you know, sustain that time frame or that that loop, if you have something interesting enough right yeah. away, that's just the challenge of duplicating that throughout the track. Right, right, yeah. So you came up with the piano part. Uh, I loved it instantly. You were just messing around and you were recording, um, not fully expecting or whatever to have it be like oh this is the take we're recording but i loved it so much i was like okay this is it you know i think you gave me the demo or whatever we wanted to call it at the time i brought it back and i was like no this is it there's something like magic to this first take so the and the only thing that we then had to figure out was like at the end of a phrase you kind of like quit pretty quickly (laughs) and i was like oh we need this to like blend with the yeah. next phrase. It needs to be a rhythm, to, yeah, at the end. It kind of just abruptly ends. Right. So what do we do? You recorded room noise and just sent that to me? Yeah, I just turned my mics on and let, just in my studio, just kind of recorded the the room noise to give it some like additional space to, to blend. Yeah, to match. And so I took that, and I, also, I remember I also took like the last piano chord and I actually like copy and paste it back to this section that needed some blending if you will and I like reversed it and like crossfaded it up so you can't tell it's not like you can hear oh that he's reversing a piano note there it's just like I used that and elongated it or something to make it to to, to make it match so uh yeah basically like making it work band-aiding to make that first take work because there was something special about that I think with that first take too, it was it was still just trying to figure out the general rhythm of how we were gonna do it. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, it ended up ended up all going together nicely. Yeah, and then uh, I think I just, I did a lot of the layers to complement your piano. I think just on my own, I remember. But I did. What do we got here? Mandolin. I'll play. Uh, a lot of these layers. I'm just playing the chord progression. Uh, I'm not doing a lot of... We have a little melody later on. Simple, simple couple couple notes playing a melody. But like most of these layers are uh, just playing the chords. Just really simple. Just to Mm kind of complement that piano part. So I'm going to play... This is mandolin here. I have pan left and right. And then we had... uh, couple guitar electric guitar hearts really close tight kind of warm feel on the electrics 
pan them out quite a bit. Another layer here. And it just kind of keeps building throughout the yeah. song. That's kind of the whole idea of the right. um, of the song. It's kind of there's a Rhodes. You know, now that I think about it too, you know, Itasca being like the mouth of the Mississippi, it just kind of starts slow and easy, and then it just kind of turns into this kind of like epic big thing. I like that. Never thought of that. <laughs> you're you're alluding to. Uh... Like our, the title of the track, Itasca, right. yep. which yeah. in reference to Lake Itasca up north here in Minnesota. And we intentionally named all our tracks uh, parts or like in reference to some part of Minnesota. And so that was definitely like a theme throughout. Or it mm -hmm. is a theme for this whole album. Yeah. Itasca being the, um, it's where for people aren't from Minnesota, it's where the you know, the where the Mississippi River starts is up north here in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna play the strings here. Um, you sent th this one went to Alex as well. Didn't yep. I? So Alex played on this one as well. Um, again, I don't. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think we gave him a lot of direction on this one either. There's some legato pad stuff going on, and then he complimented the plucks. You know, so the tight, close, like warm softly played pluck thing is like an obsession with this uh, this album i think in general be it piano strings did some guitar there so most of the stuff we're playing live you know like with our hands if we're doing the pluck stuff so mm -hmm. it's like every pluck is going to be different in in some way you know there's definitely like a obvious like humanness to playing stuff especially when you play it that quiet i feel hey, that's you know that's kind of goes back to the whole initial recording how just having that human element to it that i think we both really like yeah so there's four sections of the chord progression uh or four instances of it and uh the last two we play this melody here um we added like bells and roads playing that here That's really it for melody on this one. Yeah. Which I actually I love how simple that melody is. It just it's just pretty much an octave on the Yeah, and the ending, we don't go back to the one, we just kinda hold this and I love what Alex did with just like the plucks and we have some of that on the mandolin and guitar. Mm -hmm. Just kind of playing randomly like that. That's that. Mm -hmm. That's Itasca. Frost, our 6-8 song. This one start. This is all MS-20. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's four different layers of it. Verbed out. Creates the atmosphere. A lot of different automations and processing. What's that? A lot of little automations and processing. Yeah, out. totally. I'm just gonna like add in all the ambient layers. This is number two. Violin. Ukulele that we totally verbed out. We turned a ukulele into a soundscape, basically. Yeah. More synth ambience here. I just keep adding stuff in. Lots of layers of ambience, pads, stuff like that. This one gets thick with that stuff. Yeah, this <clears throat> this one definitely, I really love the atmosphere that this kind of builds. All right, and then this, the pluckiness, again, a theme. 
Mm-hmm. This is actually a couple of ukulele layers. I'll solo just that. And then bring in violin. And you kind of have that steady pluck again. We do have a subtle kick on this one. That kind of like builds up slowly but surely. Was this just us? Was this just you drumming maybe in your studio? The kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a sampled kick. But the snares, yeah, we all just, we just recorded in my studio. I'll play the kick and snare here. I think we had like six to eight layers of snares. Side stick yeah. snares, stuff like that. Yeah, there was a lot going on with that. But it's subtle in the mix, and that was a decision we made. It's not like, oh, the drums are in, and it just, like, explodes or anything like that. It's like, we what wanted we to... talking about initially? Initially, they weren't as subtle, and we kind of just... We kind of realized that we were like, maybe we should kind of dial those back a bit. Right. Yeah, it, we, uh, we wanted to keep this one in the clouds, per se, still intentionally yeah. but still have that rhythm you know mm -hmm. yeah i like i like that it's kind of just a, it's restrained um, yeah it's there but there's definitely restraint on the you know going over the top with it kind of let the instead of letting the like versus vermilion where the kind of percussion carries it this is kind of carried by those pads and ambience yeah so here's a stem, ambience flutter glitch, I call it. But uh, that uh, that was definitely another thing we did quite a bit is like bring in these like subtle glitchy elements to songs mm -hmm. as as a background. So obviously we played a bunch of the like string pads and synth pads and whatnot, which are kind of like soft clean uh soundscapes yeah they're kind of the body that's nice and clean and then these kind of came in to give it texture and randomness and um, yeah but bring in that exactly bringing in that like glitchy element was kind of like our thought with this stuff where it's like things kind of just like jump out at you mm. um i don't know and if you yeah was. if you can hear it playing right now it's it, it's completely random there's no rhyme or reason for when something sticks out or yeah. jumps out that's kind right. of that randomness oh i forgot this song is banjo here you go just for one part it just builds <laughs> <laughs> so it builds this part then it stops until kick and snare come back in And then this, at the very end, the transition from this track to, I'm going to say it wrong, Le Tour, <laughs> to track number four, Le Tour, Le Tour, uh, was, would you call it an accident, I guess? We had our little, like, sequencing <laughs> session up after yeah. all the songs were done, recorded, all the mixes were done, and we're kind of just getting ready for mastering. And We had that, and we were like, wow these transition really nicely yeah well yeah because alex i think just had played quite a bit longer after i can't remember if i asked him to do that or not but it worked out really nice where you just have this steady tremolo violin pad going that you can hear and then it just goes right into uh the next track i'm gonna have to play it here one second so this refrost ends and you just got this. And then once we had that crossfaded across uh, the mixes, and then you're into the next track. Yeah, you're right into the next track, which I, I love. I mean, that's one of my favorite things when um, albums do that in their track listing is just that kind of that effortless flow track to track. I think that's something that's so awesome about um, you know, making full lengths is where you can make decisions like that, where it's, yep. this almost feels like just an extended track. I mean, it's just too. 
two blended tracks are almost it's kind of like uh, refrost is kind of like going up and then you like break through the clouds and then it's boom the twa the stars and it's just like super calming i love these metaphors john you're gonna have to keep going with these no pressure This is so stupid. I looked up how to pronounce Litoile on YouTube before the session and sent it to John. And uh, hey, now we know how to say it. We've been saying it wrong. We have. We have. Shame. I know. Yeah, you came up with this title. Yeah, well, the the motto for the state of Minnesota is uh, Litoile du Nord, which is Star of the North. And I think when we were recording this, it kind of has like that starry element to it where it's like the flutters kind of. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I remember the whole idea behind this was like, let's play a consistent piano part that's slow. And by piano part, I mean like just chords, like play a chord mm-hmm. and and then uh, around each chord, I had the idea of just um, add, yeah. adding to that chord basically with 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 other piano parts that are higher up kind of like sprinkling around it with with that chord other elements so we'll kind of show you the uh specific elements of what we're talking about but um yeah this one we recorded at your old place right so this is probably one My of the old earlier. studio yeah uh, this is another instance of just uh, uh kind of like what we did on itasca where it's just one chord progression yeah so this is you this is the main piano part uh, that I'm soloing right now. This is the one where like you played it, and then I was like, "No, slower, slower, right?" And really, I, ha- I was playing this, and Chris was <laughs> sitting over my shoulder with his hand and signaling to me when I should play the next chord. <laughs> and I was trying to like anticipate when he was gonna do it, but it was like <laughs> slower, 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 and uh-huh. yeah, as a probably one of the more <laughs> it was a funny recording session that's for sure it was just kind of like a being like a conductor it probably almost. looks ridiculous you were but, you were a conductor but who cares we, don't, we didn't have an audience in the, in the studio <laughs> just us yeah. so this is the main piano part and then like i said so this is kind of like carrying the weight of the song and then we're just uh adding to these parts so i'm gonna i'm gonna back up play this then I'm gonna add these different parts. So I have these different backgrounds that we played around it. Next chord. Add notes in that chord. And you can kind of hear that main piano is pretty centered. Well, if you can hear what, depending on the medium you're listening to, if you can hear stereo, the main is pretty centered and these, additive parts are pretty spaced out left and right in the stereo field mm-hmm. yeah, but they're all really randomly panned around too if I remember yeah we've actually got some vocals on this one I'm gonna solo those more of like a soundscape bed but it's vocals did you sing John? I can't remember no it's all me all you all right Channeling that Bora York voice of yours <laughs> into our project. <laughs> cello. Yeah, cello, pizzicato, just like randomly playing too. Just bits and pieces here and there. There's, so there's, between the vocal, there's like one other layer of ambience and then your sub bass. Otherwise, it's just those additive parts. So this is the I other kind of like. The bass was something that we added quite late to. It was and, kind of just sitting, and then we realized that it kind of needed some weight to carry it. Right. Is this the one? Is this a bass guitar? Like, did we? 
No, I think this is just a just like a some synth in your studio that we. No, I think this might be a bass guitar that we did like swells with. We did that on one song. If it's not this, it sounds like it to me. But my, it could be just. Maybe a song. I remember. Right. I remember somebody. I remember playing on the keys. The okay, so it's a synth. One of the tracks we did bass guitar, but we did like swell and reverse type stuff. So. It, yeah, we made I'm, it not, kind I'm of, not sure if it was this one, but yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's pretty much the That's pretty line. much it, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this song was really kind of just a continuation of Refrost, almost. Totally. And not like on accident, which yeah. I think just turned out really, really well. I think it's a, it's a really cool moment in the album where they transition like that. Yep. Yep. So next track, we'll jump right into Cold Is Not So Cold, which... Was this the very first track that we wrote together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my old studio. Because we start with this. I'm just going to solo this. Speaking of glitch elements, I remember this being one of the first things we did. So the, the, the story behind the album is like, John and I had hung out a few times, uh, gotten to know each other, decided we want to write together. But we, we had no intention of writing a full album or an EP or anything or we weren't even worried about, oh, we're going to write a single together, whatever. We're just yeah, yeah. going to write we're together. Just... We're just going to get together. So I remember this is the first night I went over to your old apartment. Yeah. I brought some pedals and some tape machines. And then we just used your synths. And so, yeah, this is the start of it, right? What you're hearing right now. Like so you had funny. had that piano part that'll play in a bit. But really quick on this part, this is like MS-20 just hitting one note over and over but i recorded to my old old uh sony dictaphone uh cassette recorder so it's really lo-fi uh organic lo-fi there's not like plugins on this it's just like straight up (laughs) how it sounds um and then we had stereo mics that we like waved that that actual cassette player back and forth so you get that that panning also is uh totally organic or natural or whatever you want to call it that you're hearing it's not like panned in logic it's just literally it's being recorded live on a mic yeah. yeah and when you do that with the cassette tape you also get like wobble from the tape just being stressed yeah. it's weird phasing and stuff yeah which is cool yeah so it's building up now i'm gonna hit stop and back up though and play you that main piano part that john came up with so this right here started the whole album, I think. Between this piano part and that that MS-20 glitch stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you had you already like written this part, or were you just totally improvising here, John? Do you remember? I can't remember. I don't think that I had this for anything else. I maybe had like played it a day or two before and sure. liked it so I think I maybe I had it like as a phone recording and just had been playing around with it for a couple of days yeah that's usually what happens with a lot of my chord progressions it's like I'll just be messing around I'll like one and then I'll just play it for a few days and if I still like it after a day or two it ends up maybe starting to develop into something yeah and this one I mean, I don't know if it's just like that glitchy thing where we just kind of like are hitting that that note over and over, but it's got like a, a darker feel to it. This is one of the darker mood, as far as mood uh, tracks on the album. It really builds up to the climax here. It's kind of a transition point in the album, too. Like, yeah. if you think about the songs that come before it, how they're maybe a little more light. Um, what's your What's your metaphor? here for the transition your minnesota metaphor that you're so good at what do you got probably changing of the seasons you winter know? is like, arriving yeah, <laughs> dark yeah, cold winter nice, yeah this is kind of like the start of it turning to 40 below and it's fitting that we released this album in late november very yeah. fitting so yeah no this this definitely um yeah it kind of has that that colder vibe.
right, now we're looking at Closer, which I think is the last song we did on the album, if yep. I remember correctly. This would be the this was the last one that we kind of finalized and put together. Yep. So and you came up with most of this initially on your own at your place. You have several layers of piano happening. Yeah, this is actually a a demo for something else that um ended up not not being used um but i loved the chord progression um i i had played it and i kind of put it away for a while but i i was like eventually i want to do something with this because mm-hmm. i really really did think that it could you know turn into something i'm really glad that it did i mean we definitely did a lot of work on it afterwards but uh well that was kind of fun that that that's kind of what was fun about it like you had written most of the parts, actually, whereas a lot of the other songs, like, we would write a lot together, of the yeah. stuff together. But because you had written a lot of the specific uh, melodic and chord parts already, when we got together for this, we had a lot of capacity to just, like, okay, let's just try things mixing. Yeah. You know, let's just well, try harmonic- things. Yeah, harmonically, it was all done. It was, yep. th- th- it was more just mixing decisions and um can we add anything to it or processing yeah yeah and we we added a few things but not much and it's just nice to have that creative capacity to uh okay we're not worried about writing parts right now so let's just like yeah see what we can do like in logic and and, and in post yeah this this is more just like messing around with the so that's where you got the we got you could hear the delay slowly fade in that idea came in together um oh i'm gonna jump ahead here to this build yeah this part is great i loved how this ended up happening we really were like okay let's really swell this up and then and just a massive compression right there yeah yeah we really swelled that up with automation and then boom that next part is in yeah kind of like the main melody part here and then and that top part it's just all improv. Um, I was just improvising that top, um, yeah, the main me- melody kind of. Sure. No plan on that at all. That was just. This is your melodica, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. That's my my little trusty melodica that it just nice. pitched down a ton. Nice. Um, yeah, the, it's funny I, because I had that before I got. I have a harmonium now, which would probably do the. But before I had the harmonium, I would uh, take my melodica and then I would just pitch it down um, a bunch and then put a bunch of reverb on it. It just gave it this huge space, which I thought was so funny for this like goofy little instrument that. When you play it, it's just like yeah. the most nasally sounding Tinny, organ yeah, thing yeah, yeah. ever. But then you pitch it down, it's like this epic bass thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Heinbach always says the best speed is half speed. Yeah, yeah. This in Heinbach, <laughs> so we true. Trust. Yes. So, and then I remember spending quite a bit of time on the outro here, just this very last piano part that starts it. So we have the delay. This is the very end. We have the delay very intentionally. Like we start the track, no delay, and we fade up the mix of the delay. And then at the very end, that same track uh, finishes the the song, and the delay slowly fades away. So it's kind of like this uh, foreshadowing, if you will, of the end of the track. Yeah, yeah, it it ties you know the front end and the back end together. The, there's like a familiarity at the end yeah. with what you had at the front, which I really like that in songs where they it starts one place, goes somewhere else, and then kind of takes you back home to kind of where you started. I I like that um, structure, I guess. Is that how you feel about uh, Minnesota, John? Is that your Minnesota metaphor? You leave, and you enjoy going out west. You enjoy going yeah Europe, whenever i go out to always Utah. love coming back home to minnesota <laughs> that's true i do i do love minnesota stupid 
I'll leave the metaphors to you. You're better. At that. Yeah, I don't know if this one has a direct metaphor. I think this is the only <laughs> song, too, that doesn't have a, um, a Minnesota reference in the title, really. Like obvious, specific reference? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. We live by our own rules, John. <laughs> yep, that we do. Again, one that you wrote on your own, sent it to me. I didn't do a lot with it, but the things I did do with it didn't carry it a lot. Yeah. Were interesting, I thought, in the sense that like I didn't I added a few layers, like extra layers on top of it. Like I have these these chimes doing various swells and whatnot. Um a couple la- layers of these. But what I did mainly is I took your piano recording here back to the main recording and I copied and pasted it to a few new tracks and then messed with those copies. So this is, again, the the main recording just from you. Mm -hmm. This is also your recording, but a mess with the big time, obviously. Processed. Cut out, uh, or I, I high passed it quite a bit. Cut out the low end, and you hear that wobbly. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if I sent this through tape or what, but uh, there's a lo-fi did aspect you run to it, obviously. Did you run and into then, this through, through your uh, your rack uh, or your modular? I might have. I, don't, I can't remember. But um, so that's the first copy. Here's the second copy. I just brought it down an octave. So that's where we get our bass for this one. So I'm going to play those two with the original. That definitely does not always work to just like take a piano track or a recording and just bring it down an octave, but uh, it I worked here, I thought. Yeah. It gave it that thickness. And then one last layer, super thinned out layer panned left so those were all just duplicates of your recording that i just messed with and it just i you know did some processing processing with volume automation things as well yeah Uh, and it gives it i think it gives it a sense of life i mean this was a recording i think again that had out well this one i have there's no intention of putting this on anything and then we just had a field recording in there as well. Don't remember what this was from, but just a subtle field recording outside, I think. Yeah, just give it a little life. Yep, that's that. Do Nord, title track. Title track. I love when you get the title track. <laughs> we make you wait for it here. We make you wait for it. Wait, wait for it. Wait, wait for it. Wait. Uh, yeah, this one. I mean, we did a lot of writing these tracks together but this one was the only like from start to finish improv live recording together as far as i can remember yeah it was like one or two takes that we did 
Yeah, and maybe and I think this is the first time that I had actually gone over to your studio. Was it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were playing the mini log, I remember, which I've since sold, but um yeah, you were just messing around with that, but we went straight into my little humble Eurorack modular system. So I was using like mutable instruments clouds for kind of like uh, granular and, and kind of like a reverb feel um, and a little bit of maths for um, some modulation. But yeah, definitely, uh, I mean, you were just like straight up improvising on the mini log, yeah. right? You didn't have any plan it was just, as we have, writing. There was like two chord progressions. There was like a three chord progression or something and then or it starts off really light and yeah. then it kind of just goes to this like super burbed out just like massive ambience kind of like wall <laughs> coming at you yeah so that that's the roots of it really it's just you on the mini log synth and um me processing it live uh we added those, a couple things go ahead i was gonna say the the plucks would be the yeah. only thing that was added. Yeah, there's a couple things. Like there's like a subtle tape loop ambience. Um and we actually did some roads as well. Just like reverse roads. But the main thing, those are pretty quiet in the mix. The main thing that you were alluding to there is like these plucks I did with my violin, which I don't know really I don't know at all how to play violin, but I know how to pluck it like a guitar. <laughs> So going back to our theme of plucks throughout the album. Yeah. And so what I did there is I I just did several layers of that and you kind of hear that near the end as it builds and whatnot. And uh that's that. But like yeah, like you said, for two you know, two thirds of it, it's it's pretty light, it's it's a little mellower, you know. It's not as heavy. Yep, and then it just like slowly turns dark. Sibley and Sugan are separate tracks, but not really. Uh, same, same, but different. Yeah. So the so Sibley is just like twenty seconds, if that. Um, just an old little tape recording of you just messing around on roads, and then you hear. You can, well, I messed up the rhythm. I I had had that chord progression. Um, I had that chord progression written in my head for like a week and then I got there and I was trying to play it on the roads and I was trying to play it I, I think I just messed up the rhythm a couple times <laughs> I remember getting really frustrated not being able to play it because I had just played it on my piano like a day before and I was like all right I got this mm -hmm. this is fine <laughs> and then, but then I, I don't know what gave me the idea of just like Let's put that little recording where you just go uh, at the end, in yeah. right before we start the the full song where we recorded uh, the roads. Well, it's funny. I've gotten people message me about that in song in particular and saying really? that they like that <laughs> which is funny it's like unexpected it. it's like a personal invitation into the studio with us or something like that i don't know yeah i i love little things like that where it's like a like a real you just know that it's just like real people on the other end making the making the songs you know um just that really human element to it like there's like so much so many albums just sound perfect start to finish mm -hmm. and that's not how they were actually made you know i like hearing that like kind of like oops <laughs> yeah happened. clean perfection those are things we did not strive for with do no art no. that's for sure 
Um, and then, so Sugan is you playing Rhodes throughout. We processed it a bit, but the the one part I did want to like solo here is these like ambient vocal chop sampled things that I threw in over the top. Ambient chopped sampled vocal things. <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds like some sort of horned instrument or something like that. Like distorted out, but that's just vocals that I just like threw in throughout near the end. Yeah. It almost sounds like kind of like a oboe or clarinet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody who doesn't know how to play the clarinet trying to play the clarinet. <laughs> no, it's just somebody who doesn't know how to sing. That's me. <laughs> It's, I don't know. There was a there's a haunting element about this song. Not that it's like a dark progression per se, but just the like, I think with you playing it on the roads, and so like these weird vocal chops just came to mind to to give it this like haunting touch or something. Right. I think they definitely complement the progression. Um, I think this is one that after we had the Rhodes recording, you did most of the processing on this one and then you yeah. just sent it back over. I think so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the very last yeah. one, uh, Lobby, you mess around on piano with your, with your little cassette tape machine, I believe, right? Yes, I have the world's cheapest crappiest little cassette machine that i actually i love it um it's i actually um can hear it on a couple of my other stuff solo stuff um i've used it but yeah i I think with this one it was just this really easy little chord progression and um when i recorded it back in i was just there's a button with the the pause button it, that little mm. vroom that you hear it's sure. me just messing with the pause button and like slowing down like manually slowing down the cassette um that's great to just get that like weird wobble and like unstableness to it uh, and like great. super yeah. lo-fi feel to it um so I think you just sent that to me. I messed around, added a couple layers, but not much because we, I just want to keep the character of that recording. This is some ambience. Sounds like tape loop stuff to me. Um, and then I took your recording here and again did it the octave down thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're hearing right now. I'll play everything together again here. Definitely continuing that haunting feel of the previous song. And this yeah, ends I think the it has we just that, fade it out and we end the end the album there. I think what I like this is a closer too, because it it's like haunting, but it also kind of has like a little there's like a little hope in it. Yeah. Almost. Well it's it's haunting production wise and like with the weird like pitch wobbles and everything, but the actual piano part aside from the processing is definitely like a hopeful feel yeah Yeah. so that that definitely fits well with the whole theme of the album yeah for sure kind of sending it out yes sir that's do nord a look at our tracks yeah man this was fun to like pull these up because it's been so long since we've written and recorded these and so it was fun to like oh yeah i remember (laughs) you know and some of these things i don't even we don't even remember what (laughs) <laughs> we're playing at a certain section well it's crazy just it's like recapping almost two years of stuff that we were working on yeah nearly yeah. two years almost i mean it it seems like it's in one sense it seems like it's been like seven years and 2020 <laughs> yeah. just being the year that it is probably Never ends. Yeah. yeah probably is part of that definitely a, a super fun project to uh yeah. work on with you oh. man Definitely. I'm ready to start the the sequel. Let's do it. (laughs) 